Yeah, it's sports talk from the three bros. Something you can bet on like Pete Rose. And you better not miss it like some free throws. Giving taste is more accurate than Drew Brees throws. And it might get explosive like some C4. We just giving you a look inside the peephole. So if you got a weak take, you better keep those. And get your cheeks swole when you step into the ring with the Amibros. And we're back with Meat Bros Podcast. Uh, we, we've been on a little bit of a, a dare I say, a sabbatical, but we're back for you guys. I'm your host, uh, the oldest of the, of the three, Damon here, uh, with my brothers, Jeremy and Jared. Shout out to all the listeners. We're glad to be back. We're excited to be potting. Uh, I think this is what, episode, episode 38, 39? I, I, know, I know it's not 40. It's kind of like, you know, the in-between ages between when you turn 35 and 40, like they really don't matter, so... We'll definitely let you guys know when we hit the big 4-0. But anyway, fellas, how we feeling, man? Jared, man, 85, what, would you, what are we up to, man? Happy 4th of July. Happy 4th. I'm feeling good, you know. Basically, what's going on right now with me is I'm on Kawhi Watch, just trying to figure out where he's going, just trying to figure out where these pieces are going to land in free agency. You know, besides that, you know, we're, we're, we, I got it. Everybody, some people have an Apple Watch. Some people have Bavadas. I personally have a Kawhi Watch. So uh, that's what I'm I'm currently doing, and uh, you got, you're you're good for one of those every every show. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna go ahead. And, I'm, I'm gonna go ahead and give you a Kawhi watch right now. Kawhi is gonna stay uh, up top in Canada, so go ahead and just. Uh, I'll tell you my Apple thoughts watch, on that. that stuff I, I, up. But uh, yeah, man, how, what's been going on, Jerry, with the last two weeks, man? You update the listeners on, on life, man. You've been good, and I know we're uh, the family and I are headed over to his crib a little later to. Uh, to, to, to grub and eat some ribs and, you know, do our thing. But what's what's been going on with you, man? Man, life has been good. Uh, moved into the house finally. Um, about a month. Good, man. Yeah, yeah about, about a month after the initial closing date was supposed to happen. But, hey, we're in here. We're living um, in the city, as uh, Chappelle said. And um, mm-hmm. outside of that, I got the, the basement <laughs> being uh, – when did Chappelle Tr- say that? <laughs> Tron said, Tron is living for the city. It was, that was Chappelle. So, uh, anywho. Yeah, for um, the city, not in the city, but cool. <laughs> anywho, as I was anywho. saying. But yeah, you, you um, moved into you know, the new we, crib. We, you watching Kawhi. You got move, a lot going on, to the new man. crib. That's what's up. Um, we got a basement about to get get done. Uh, got, got the uh, basement getting finalized, finished, and all that. So besides that, you know, okay. we we living living for the city, you know. Okay, all right, Jay, it's been Jay good. Easy. How you feeling over there, man? You good? What's popping in Charlotte? I'm good. Happy Fourth to you too, as well, my brother. Oh yeah, man. Thanks. I appreciate it. Happy Fourth to you. Uh, happy belated. Damon's birthday was on Monday. In case you guys didn't know, that's why I threw that little shout out about thir- the the birthdays between thirty five and forty not mattering. Damn, you're getting old, man. They they still matter. Am, Don't worry. I am. Old people matter. Um, so. Yeah, well, that's debatable. Anyway, uh, I want to go on and get into a lot of the topics we're going to talk about today, man. So let's go, man. Let's do it, man. We got a lot to talk about today. Obviously, the Kawhi watch. Uh, where should he go? Where he's going to end up? How's that going to affect the rest of the league? Uh, we got to talk about this KD and Kyrie to Brooklyn. We got to talk about uh, Ezekiel Elliott kind of getting a kind of getting a pat on the back, almost like a, a little uh, not a pat on the back, but maybe a slap on the wrist with his whole all slap, slap on the wrist, Vegas. Um, but yeah, we got a lot to talk about. Talk about. So let's go ahead and get into it, guys. Uh, let's start with Jeremy. Um, where do you, how, uh, free agency obviously is a, is a big topic right now. Dudes are like getting the bag bag. Like like these teams are are paying these guys, which I'm I'm very happy. 
I'm very happy about. But uh, obviously the biggest free agent out there right now is Kawhi Leonard. Um, it's been speculation with him going to numerous teams, Clippers, Lakers, staying in Toronto. Uh, Jeremy, let, let's talk about it, man. Where do you, where do you see Kawhi, Kawhi landing when it's all said and done? Kawhi is going to be a Toronto Raptor. You want me to tell you why? I just have this feeling. And it could be proven wrong. It could be proven wrong. I have this feeling that Kawhi is an old school player. And I have this feeling that Kawhi Leonard is not looking for, dare I say, the easy way out. Like a certain couple number 23s that just teamed up in L.A. And I think Kawhi doesn't necessarily want the easy way out. He just wants to win. Now, things working against that. Kawhi did grow up in L.A. I'm sure he'd love to be back in L.A. He'd probably love to play for the Lakers. He wanted to be traded to the Lakers before LeBron got there. So I'm sure there's some, you know, some feeling that he wants to be in L.A. But at the same time, I just don't think he's going to take that easy route. I don't think he's going to say, hey, let's go ahead and and team up with LeBron and AD. And I think, although it might be unintentional, it's a very shrewd move. Because if you go and team up, or if you're not going to team up with AD, and LeBron, who has the best odds of winning the title right now? AD and LeBron. So, the longer he holds out, the more and more free agents are getting swiped up by other teams. And he's going to leave them in a position where it's really just AD and LeBron. Trying to stay uninjury prone. Trying to figure out who's going to play defense when they're playing against the Rockets. And you have Kyle Kuzma on the floor and... Jared Dudley on the floor at the same time. Who's going to stop them from getting put in pick and rolls? Things like that. Those are going to be the, the issues they're having. Kawhi is going to stay a Raptor. They're probably going to win the East. And I'm looking forward to seeing it. All right, Jared. I know you kind of um, kind of spoke about it before in the opening, but uh, where do you see Kawhi landing and, and what do you think the effect's going to be long-term term if he were to go to Lakers uh, compared to if he was were to stay in Toronto? Uh, personally, I think he should go to the Raptors, um, and I think he will. Um, as much as I would love to get like a, a, some easy rings and just you know laugh, because here, here's 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 the what I think is funny. Like the right? ones in Miami, Jeremy has been saying <laughs> the ones in Miami weren't easy. They, he, he wasn't a favorite in any of the last three. Whoa, whoa, whoa. But Jeremy, so, we can't make we can't make it. They were the favorite before the season started. We can't say it because they underachieved and therefore they weren't the favorite. Or, that well, it wasn't easy. Here's ring. the thing. He faced a team that had three MVPs. Then he faced a team that had four Hall of Famers. Then he faced another team that had four Hall of Famers. I can't say that's an easy ring. Um, easy rings are Kobe and Shaq adding Gary Payton and Carl Malone. Like, that should be an easy ring. No, that's an easy uh, ring when they're both 40. Whoa, whoa, e- e- wait, 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 wait. They're 40. <laughs> oh, they're literally 40. Hey, here, here, here's what I'm going to take away. They weren't 40. <laughs> First off, Gary. No, wait, so, wait, wait. Let me ask a question. Let, 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 you really I, I bring up started. Gary Payton and Carmelo. I'm, I'm, I'm going to let you go. I'm going to ask you one question. question. One question. All right, go ahead. So, Gary Payton, the previous <laughs> season, with 20 something games left in the season, was traded for Ray Allen at 27. That year, Gary Payton was averaging 21 points and nine assists. He was the second leading assist player in the NBA. And at the time, even that season he was the first year team before. all NBA player. That season of the year before. That that's tw- that's the, the previous season before getting to the Lakers. Twenty one games for that that season before he came to the Lakers. So he was an All Star the previous season, and Carl Malone the previous season averaged twenty two and nine. What so we're not going to add like Carl Malone. What were their combined what was, age? Wait, wait, 
75, Damon, to be exact. Um, at, at the end of the day, Jared, quick question. So, Shaq, before he went to Cleveland, when LeBron had won 66 games the season before. Right. He was an all-star, correct? Yes. Okay, so he was an all-star. He actually shot the highest percentage of any player in NBA history at 64% that season. He averaged 18 and 9. Are we going to say LeBron should have won because they were stacked because they had Hall of Famers? Is that what we're going to say? Was was Shaq in that role, what what would he have been as far as best player on the team? He would have been way better than Gary Payton. No, no, but Gary Payton was the fourth best player on the Lakers behind Prime the Shaq. Best player. Behind Prime Shaq, Prime Kobe, mm-hmm. and Karl Malone. No, Karl Malone missed 45 games that season. Yeah, do you Karl think Malone Gary was Payton a, was a better was player at that age? So, here, even, 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 Rondo, so, so right now. regardless. So if we're going to compare – Gary Payton was a way better player. Gary Payton won a t- title as, as a starting point guard for the Heat two years later. So with that being said – He was said, a starting point guard, but – It was. But I'm going to get back to my point because I've been interrupted five times and I haven't even got my first part of my statement out. Easy rings are teams that have built I, – I, I hate this narrative of, oh, these old school players wouldn't do this. This is exactly what old school players do. Look at the history of the game. The Lakers lost – to, to the Celtics, they went, picked up. They traded for Bob McAdoo, who was a Hall of Famer. They they still had five Hall of Famers on the team with Norm Nixon, James Worthy, Magic Johnson, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. What year was that? That was 83. And then – No, Bob, Bob McAdoo was on the team that they won the title in 80 in Magic's first year. No, so they traded for a Hall of Famer. Maybe it was Norm Nixon that came in at that point. But they, they, they added a Hall of Famer. Then the Celtics, who kept losing to the Lakers, what did they do? They got, uh, they they added on their team, Hall of Fame player and Bill Walton to be their sixth man on the '86 team, which went that was one of the best teams of all time. Jordan, after playing baseball, came back, got beaten by the Magic. What did he do? They went and got Dennis Rodman. Jordan was very instrumental in that Hall of Fame player. Kobe and Kobe and Shaq lost in '03. <laughs> they lost in '03 to the Spurs. What did they do? Add Gary Payton and Karl Malone. They lost – Kobe and Powell lost in 2011. What did they do? Add Dwight and Steve Nash. So this this narrative of, oh, yeah, you know, just – this is a How many players were under 35? Dwight Howard was 25, right? Steve Nash traded. led the league in traded. Didn't, Well, you told me how good Andrew Bynum was. Didn't they trade a, a all-star and an all-NBA player for Dwight Howard? Jeremy, but they still added Steve Nash for nothing. And, and at the time, what was Kobe pushing for? Who was supposed to be on that team? Chris Paul. Okay. So it would have been Chris Paul, Dwight Howard, Kobe Bryant. And I don't even think Powell was even in that trade. It was literally going to be Powell's in the either, way, either way. So it would have been it would have been Metal World Peace, Chris Paul, Kobe Bryant, and Dwight Howard. Would that have been a, a weak championship? It would have been a weaker championship. And the, so that's that what I will tell you is. <laughs> The, the narrative Jeremy has been using for the last, would you say, year is that if Steph Curry wins the title this year and passes LeBron James, he becomes the best player of this generation because he has the most rings. And I said, well, Steph has no finals MVPs, and clearly his team is more stacked than anybody else's in the league. And you said, what matters is, is who wins the rings. But now, 
No, 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 I did not say that. LeBron, I, I, I you said, did if say. you look at it over the last 10 years, I said, you look at the last decade, LeBron has played with more All-Stars than Steph Curry has. So I'm not going to give Steph Curry has more All-Stars on his team right now over LeBron. Who was Steph Curry playing with in 2011, 2012, 2013, 2014 when LeBron Get back on topic. Go ahead and finish your point, Jared. Okay, let's get back on topic. I, I think if if we're going to be on topic, I think the, the easiest way we should look at this is to say if Kobe is not – I mean, if, if LeBron is not getting Kawhi Leonard, I still expect him to win the title. I think Kawhi is – his best chance of winning a ring again would be to join the Lakers, but I don't see it happening. I don't think it's the best move for him because I think realistically – Kawhi has nothing to prove. Like, the only benefit, I think, of him going to the Lakers is to continue to win titles. But him going to the Raptors, I doubt they ever win a title. I don't think they're the favorite in the East this year after uh, what Philly's done and eventually after what uh, the Nets have done. But with that being said, I mean, it's not if Kawhi doesn't win another title in his, in his life, I mean, what does he have to prove? I mean, what is, what's going to be His two, his two titles were more impressive than LeBron's three. They're definitely more impressive than any of Kobe's. Um, yeah. So, uh, well, well, Kobe, Kobe never Kawhi, won. I mean, Kobe never had, Kawhi has one of the most Kobe impressive finals. finals. He has one of the most impressive rings. Mm. That Toronto ring this past year is probably one of the most impressive out of anybody. But let's uh, let, let's keep it moving. Let's kind of segue into what you were just talking about, Jared. Um, the Brooklyn Nets have definitely come up. Uh, New York Knicks. I don't know what's going on with uh, Dolan. He just seems like he doesn't have all of it together. Uh, mentally, but that's another conversation. But Jared, let's start with you, man. What do you think about this Katie and Kyrie to the Nets? And uh, overall, who do you who do you guys think won the free agency? Uh, I guess the free agency <clears throat> competition, if you want to call it, so far. Jared. Well, personally, I don't think the move uh, of the Nets. I, mean, I don't think it does much. I mean, in reality. I mean, how good are the Nets going to be? They're going to be enter- entertaining. Like, I can't deny that. They're definitely going to be entertaining. But, I mean, in reality, are they going to win games? Not a lot. Like, I, I like Kevin Durant, obviously, but is Kevin Durant going to be Kevin Durant again? I doubt it. I mean, it's it's a situation now where he's got an Achilles injury that, as I said, he shouldn't be playing. Uh, the Warriors, who have misdiagnosed injuries for years, continue to do so. Um, and I think they they put him in a situation to where this is where if you're a player, you sit. You don't listen to what teams say. I mean, in perspective, Isaiah Thomas went out and played for the Celtics. Isaiah Thomas lost over $100 million for him playing for the Celtics because they said he was going to be all right and he couldn't hurt any worse. And Kevin Durant at this point in time, he got his max money. Nobody was ever going to give Isaiah Thomas a max contract. Let's be honest. Jeremy, Isaiah Thomas, you're telling me Isaiah Thomas – who that season was first team all NBA had averaged 29 points per game and eight assists wasn't getting a max contract, but Kemba's getting a max contract. Come on. DeMar DeRozan, DeMar DeRozan just got, got a max contract. He didn't get a max contract. But he got a max contract. He signed a max contract before he left the Raptors. It was the, at the time, the highest paid contract in the history of the NBA. So what I'm telling you is he would have gotten a max contract and at worst case, we know Kyle Lowry got $100 million. He clearly would have gotten $100 million, and now he keeps signing these veteran minimums. So at the end of the day, I think if we're looking at who won free agency, I'm going to say either the Philadelphia 76ers, 
Um, I love the pickup of Al Horford. He's somebody that can play center when Joel Embiid's not, you know, his right self. Uh, I love the additional pickups that they they got. They were able to. I mean, it, it was a hurt. It was a loss for them to get uh, to lose Redick. Um, and I personally wouldn't pay Tobias Harris as much as they paid. But to get Josh Richardson back from Miami Heat and losing Jimmy Butler, who's a terrific defender. I mean, they're going to be the best defensive team in the league, um, hands down, um, unless Kawhi goes to the Lakers. And so with that being said, I think they won it. Um, I think the Celtics, you can say, won, the, won it in the sense that um, I think they upgraded at point guard. Um, not that Kawhi, that, that uh, Kemba's better than Kyrie. But when you look at it from a realistic standpoint, Kyrie's going to miss you at minimum 25 games a year, and Kimba's not going to miss you hardly any games. He's missed six games the last four seasons. Plus, they do similar. They, there's, Kyrie's got a better handle than Kimba, but Kimba can get wherever he wants, and nobody can stay in front of him. Kyrie's a better shooter than Kimba, but Kimba's got a very good perimeter jump shot. He can he pull up? He does not. He does not. He does. He's, a career 32, he's a career 32% three-point shooter. What did he shoot last he shot year? 30, 31. He didn't shoot 31% threes last year. I he looked did. it up. He shot, th- he th- shot 37% or something. Um, no, he didn't. He shot 31% last year. At the end of the day, if you're looking at the team and, and, and the way they play, he can approximate everything. He, last year, he thought shot 36% threes. Hold on. Let me he shot 263, shot, hit 731 for 35.6%. But with that being said, so he's a slightly worse shooter than Kyrie, but he's clearly a proficient shooter. And I think realistically, Kyrie hasn't proven – outside of his years with LeBron, that he's a good enough leader to be the best player in your team. And I don't know if Kimba can be the best player in your team, but I think Kimba's good enough to where he's not going to be a locker room distraction and he's going to be available. And I think they'll be able to I, – I, I'm going to predict next year the Celtics finish top two in the in, in the East. I think they're going to finish above the Raptors <laughs> and above the Bucks. I got I got the Philadelphia 76ers being the one seed and the Celtics being the two seed because I think Gordon Hayward oh. comes back to being at his all-star form. I think Tatum takes a step forward because he looked – like Jason Tatum was set when Kyrie was on the floor. And I think Kim was going to be a great addition. So I think those are the two that, that won the free agency, in my opinion. That That is a very interesting take. I mean, it's a wrong take, but it's very interesting. Um, overall, the 76ers lost free agency. The 76ers just offered $170 million to Ben Simmons, somebody who only took 25 shots outside of 16 feet all season. Do you know how many of those he made? Two. The free throw line is 15 feet. He only made two shots outside of 16 feet the entire season. And you're giving this guy $170 million? You're giving Tobias Harris, who the Clippers, who have money to spend, wouldn't even offer him a contract. They went on to trade him before they had to. You gave him $180 million, You lost Jimmy Butler. And then you committed, what, $130 million to Al Horford? Al Horford, who last season averaged what twelve and six, like these 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 moves made no sense. Like who who is going to be the shooters on this team? They lost T.J. McConnell, they lost J.J. Redick. Al Horford is probably going to be their best shooter. Their second best shooter is probably going to be Joel Embiid. You got Ben Simmons who can't make a jump shot. You're going to have Tobias Harris who's decent. Can Tobias Harris really create his own shot? No, he's going to be the number four on the team. That's what Tobias Harris is. Like Tobias Harris is. A younger, I don't know, who is Tobias Harris? Maybe Harrison Barnes? That's like, what are we talking about? <clears throat> I think this was literally um, the Brooklyn Nets won the won the, uh, the offseason. KD is going to be healthy. Um, Kyrie, who I still say 
has been the most unfairly maligned player in the NBA um, over the last two seasons, and it's because of LeBron fans. I'll throw that out there. Let me just ask a question. Everybody says, oh, man, he showed te- such terrible leadership since um, since he left. Who has a better record over the last two years, LeBron teams or Kyrie teams? Jeremy, that's not because of LeBron fans. It's because of Kyrie's on. He, that's because no, no, Kyrie no, no, likes no, 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 to call no, no. in anonymously no, to no, radio no, no. stations. And but, talks, like nobody's nobody's confirmed that nobody's confirmed that. Jeremy, my ears confirmed it. Are you are you telling? Wait, 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 wait. Are you, you really don't I think said, that I was Kyrie? I, I say it sounded a lot like Kyrie. Do I think there's people who could sound like somebody else? Yes, I do. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Overall, I'll say this: Kyrie has acted this entire year just like LeBron. LeBron has been very critical of young players. LeBron tried to have the entire team traded. LeBron has been a terrible leader this entire season. Has anybody brought up LeBron's leadership? No. Yes, they have. Well, Kyrie, topics all they have it. constantly. They have it. They have it. So, Jared, so were they, who, who was being blamed? Were they saying that the young players needed to figure it out, or were they saying LeBron needed to figure it out? LeBron said the young players needed to figure it out, but that was the blame. That- so, so, so if Kyrie said the young players needed to figure out, who they gonna say, what are they going to say? But, Jared, here's what you, here's what you got to get. One, nobody's saying right now LeBron did a great job leading. I think at the, at the end of the day, LeBron did exactly what he wanted to do. And what LeBron wanted to do was get rid of the young players so he can get a, a veteran team of stars. Exactly, because he's not a leader. Uh, so, like, like the there, there's, there's Jeremy, an indictment but, against, Le, but, against Kyrie because they can't lead without LeBron. But wait, Jeremy. Wait, said, wait, Jerry, you just went. I know, they, but they then you asked me a question. I started to answer it, and then you cut no, no, it off. It was a rhetorical question. At Your rhetorical the day, question was, who, who did LeBron, was LeBron a good leader? That was rhetorical. All right, I'll, I'll give you five minutes. Go ahead. At the end of the day, if you're going to look at the situation, nobody said LeBron was a great leader this year because I don't think that was LeBron's job. I think LeBron was trying to win as much as he could. And oh, LeBron's not supposed to be a leader? Jerry, He's supposed crazy. to be a leader. What I'm telling you is, though, LeBron was never expecting that this team to be a long-term fix. He was trying – the whole time his team – he was trying to get Anthony Davis and to fill the team with, with veteran players because you don't win with young players. So if you're Kyrie Irving – and I'm not telling you Kyrie had to stay in, in Boston, but if the team is better when you're off the floor, and if nobody on the team, Kyrie uh, reportedly, now would you say which is better? Which is better? Is it plus plus three ninety four better or plus seventy two better? It depends on the team. I there. What was the rest of the team around him? Jason Tatum was was very high plus, and and Brandon Ingram was negative seventy five. Which one's better? At the end of the day, what I'll tell you is. Kyrie reportedly didn't get along with, with the GM, Danny Ainge, reportedly didn't get along with the coach, and reportedly didn't get along with any players on the team. If you don't That's go with anybody. No, 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 no. That's that not was reported. reported. Mark, Marcus Morris said they got along great, and he wasn't a distraction. Marcus Smart said he was a great leader. Al Horford said he was a great leader. So he didn't get along with Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown and Terry Rozier. No one else has been reported of not having, having issues with, with Kyrie. I, there's, no been, there's been much more. There was there was the reports of Kyrie not even signing charity basketballs at an event because he uh, because he was mad at the teammates. Like at, at the end of the day, I'm not telling you that like Kyrie's a phenomenal talent. He is, and but but every room Kyrie goes in, Kyrie thinks he's the smartest guy in the room, and that's just not like I think he's almost too. Hey, I, I'm not even gonna say too intelligent because I don't think that's actually intelligence, but. I mean, Kyrie, in my opinion, is not a guy you build a team around. And I think the problem they're going to have is Kyrie's going to get there and he's going to think his his team because it will be four year. And then when Kevin Durant comes back, Kyrie's going to want to keep it being his team. But no, it's going to be his team. It's going to be his team the entire time. At the end of the day, Kyrie and Kevin Durant have joined together. Who who was the leader in that in that pack? It was not. It was not Kevin Durant. It was Kyrie. Kyrie. Kevin Durant wanted to go play with the Knicks. 
Kyrie said he was going to play with Brooklyn, and then Kevin Durant followed him. At the end of the day, Kyrie. The injury had anything to do with that? Um, I'm not sure if the injury had anything to do with it or not, but I know Kyrie was going to Brooklyn regardless. So at the end of the day, Kyrie did what LeBron couldn't. He recruited somebody to come play with him without having to trade for him. You said LeBron. Oh, man, he wanted AD, and he wanted his veteran team. You know why? Because LeBron's not a leader. LeBron wants a bunch of veterans who can lead themselves. At the end of the day, Kyrie was blamed because they said he couldn't lead without LeBron, a young, up-and-coming young team. Well, LeBron has never led a young team. He's never led a young team. He's always – he's like, oh, man, he's the leader of the Cavaliers where everybody's average age is 35. Yeah, you can lead that team. Congratulations. At the end of the day, Kyrie's been unfairly maligned. They're going to be very good next year. Unfairly I would not be surprised. Maligned. Kyrie and LeBron both deserve what, what comes to them because they're both immature. They're both petty. You guys are both arguing. They, they are. Both I'm, I'm not saying. Same points but, for no, 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 no. We're, we're not. Yeah, we're not. Are. We're not. Yeah, and I'll tell you why. They're, for, they're covering the no, same uh, call. Wait, 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 wait. They're not acting the same, and I'll tell you why. They, their, their behavior over the last year has been the same. Kyrie has been maligned for his behavior. LeBron has not. And at the end of the day, if you said, hey, man, nobody wants to play with LeBron. But Kyrie's not, and... not as good as LeBron, though. Based on what? Uh, based on everything, is this a... Jeremy. What are you talking about? Based on winning? About? Is it based on winning? It's not based yeah. on winning because Kyrie's got a better record over the last two years than LeBron yeah. does over the last nobody, two years. And LeBron picked his right team. right mind will tell you didn't. that Kyrie Irving is a better basketball player than LeBron James. If you put, if you want to be if you want to be 100% honest, last year's Lakers team was just as talented as this year's as this, right, as last year's Celtics team. Your last take, because you're obviously, uh, your head hurts. Yeah, you uh, obviously started yeah. drinking a little bit earlier. Uh, it's, it's the, it's the exact same roster. In fact, I'd, I'd, I'd actually argue that the Lakers roster was a little bit more talented. You're going to see this year the real winner of, of the free agency and the free agency period was the Pelicans because the Pelicans got the most better. They got Zion. They got Brandon Ingram. They got J.J. Redick. They got uh, Nicholas Mel- uh, Melly, who won the Euro, Euro League uh, Finals MVP this year. They, they brought up so much talent. And this team, I'm telling you right now, they're going to at least win 52 games. And I'm telling you right now, if the Lakers don't get Kawhi, the Lakers will not get 46 wins this season. They will not make 46 wins. Jeremy, you know what I suggest you do? There's two things. One, stop drinking so early. Uh, next, take all your money. If you think they're winning 52 games, take your yearly salary and just pay, take it to Vegas. You know what the over-under for the Pelicans is right now? 37, 37 games. Now. So, at the end of the day, there's no – like. I, I, well, yeah, let me ask you a question. Yes. What, what was the what was the Bucks over, over under last year? I don't remember what the Bucks over under was. Forty three. But Jeremy, they're playing in the East, and two, like here's here's what I'm not even sure the Pelicans are going to be better than the Mavs this year. Like let let's look at this from a realistic standpoint. If you're going to try to try to say compare what Kyrie does and what LeBron does, like is LeBron a lot of times a terrible leader? Yes. Nobody's on here telling you that LeBron's a great leader. I, I haven't said that. I think LeBron's petty. I think there's a lot of things that LeBron does that I wouldn't do or wouldn't want my leader to do. But here's the difference. LeBron wins. Like, Kyrie, you can't say, well, who's had a better record? He last wins year? in the East. Let, well, let, what's his record I, in the West? Here's what I'm saying. You can't say Kyrie. LeBron still had a winning record last year in the West. But you can't tell me that, oh, Kyrie, whether the record's been the last <laughs> He beat Golden State the only time they faced. So you can't tell me Kyrie, oh, what is he doing? Uh, What's his win percentage been? When that team wins 70% of the games when he was off the court this year. Like, that that tells me the – like, LeBron's team when he was off the court this year 
was, and, and I'm, I'm not sure the exact finishing number. It was somewhere around like nine and 30. Or not 30, because he missed like 30, he missed 34 games. It was, it was somewhere around that range. Kyrie, yeah. when he was off the court, they were they won like 70% of the game. You can't tell me yeah. he had some other talent. Yeah, Jared, quick, quick question. Yeah. Um, so did Kyrie pick and choose like, hey, I'm going to I'm gonna take a, a load management game when we're playing the Warriors on Saturday night. Did he say, oh, man, we're playing the Bucks tonight. I think I'm going to take that game off. Oh, wait. No, no, no. No, we're playing the Raptors. Let me take that game off. Oh, wait. We're playing against the Nuggets. I'm going to take that game off. LeBron picked the toughest games to take off. Like, that was LeBron. Now let's Jeremy. look at Kyrie's team. Let's look the at Warriors, Kyrie's team. LeBron, LeBron just came off injury. Did he Le- play the game the night before? Yeah, a double overtime game okay. where he played 44 okay. minutes in his first game back. All right, cool. So at the end of the day, let's look at let's look at the last point. Jay, we, to, we're going to some NFL. You guys have gone off yeah, on some tangents. Every, everybody's yeah. uh, everybody talks about how the good their record was without Kyrie last year. Let's look at their record. Okay, they played Utah on the road. They lost. Then they played the Pelicans without Anthony Davis at home. Yes, they won that game. Then they played Minnesota at home. Won. Played Dallas at home. Won. Played Brooklyn on the road. Lost. Cleveland at home. Won. Brooklyn at home, one. Charlotte at home, one. Cleveland on the road, one. Philadelphia on the road. That's a that's the first win against a team with a winning record. Detroit at home, one. Sacramento at uh on the road, one. So that's that's another team with a winning record. So they got two. Cleveland on the road, one. Lost at Brooklyn, and then they beat Washington at home. So they played three home I games. Like a the whole entire- lot of wins to me. That sounds like, like a whole, whole you know, lot of you know, wins. You know what that sounds like? That that sounds like. 15 games, 12 of them at home, and 11 of them against teams with a winning record. Or with a losing record. That's what that sounds like. And against the teams with a losing record, with a winning record, what were they? Two and two. So at the end of the day, you don't get to play that schedule over a full season. <laughs> at the end of the day, all I'll tell you is this. If we're looking at the free agency, one, Tobias Harris would have gotten a huge contract from the Clippers. They didn't want to pay him a max contract, which is why they traded him. I think that was smart. And they were they thought they were getting two max free agents this offseason. Uh, I didn't want him as one of them because Tobias Harris isn't a match free agent, in my opinion. But with that being, no, with that, but here's the thing: you said they wouldn't have offered him a contract. That's silly. Secondly, if you're talking about who who are shooters, there are plenty of shooters that are still on the market. There's there's plenty of guys that can hit a jump shot. And I think at the end of the day, you're asking you're talking about Ben Simmons. Ben Simmons is 22 years old and literally averaged last year 19 and nine and made the All Star game. 19 nine and eight, I think, were, were his numbers. So, like, you're saying, oh, they offered him $170 million. Of course you offer Ben Simmons that because that's an easily tradable co- uh, contract even if he doesn't pan out. So, I, I don't I don't get – I think they had a great uh, a great offseason. All right, let's move on to some NFL, fellas. Um, my boy is, uh, Ezekiel Elliott got into a little uh, skerfuffle in Vegas at some, some – um, some, well, what, uh, kind, what did he get into? I just want to double check. A skerfuffle? What do you recall? He got into he got into some he got into some shit um, in Vegas at this music festival. Um, you know, just just being. I mean, you gotta think about it. Ezekiel Elliott still what twenty two, twenty three? If no, he's like twenty six. He's twenty six. Okay, no, he's not no. that old. I don't think he's that old. He's been in the league for like two years. But um, I, I think he's twenty four. He's twenty four. I think still young guy has a lot of money. But anyway, um, Roger Goodell came out and pretty much gave him a a, a little tap on the wrist for 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 doing that. Um, do you think that this was a viable option being that they kind of, they really went in, went hard, went hard on him last time he got into trouble and gave him that, you know, six, seven game suspension, whatever it was, but got to slap on his, on his wrist this time. Let's talk about, uh, what you guys thought about that decision from Goodell. Let's start with, uh, Jeremy this time. 
Um, I thought he should have at least gotten a game suspension. Um, just to send a message. I think Ezekiel Elliott is going to always find himself in these situations. You're talking about a kid that went to college and his parents felt the need to move to the city he was going to college in in order to try to keep him out of trouble. This is who Ezekiel Elliott is. They knew it when they drafted him. And as Shannon Sharp said when he was first drafted, this will be someone who will cause the Cowboys ownership to never be able to turn their phone off at night. That's who Ezekiel Elliott is. So at the end of the day, I personally wouldn't – I mean, i continue to franchise him. I wouldn't give him a long-term extension. I would continue to r- ride it until his contract runs out and I can't franchise him anymore. That's the guy I think Ezekiel Elliott is. So I think at the end of the day, Ezekiel Elliott is a um, – he's definitely going to be a troublemaker. He's not somebody that I would give big long-term money to. Like I, I would 100% agree with you on that. Um, but – with that being said, I still don't think it's it, – I, I was definitely give him a long-term contract. I think he's he's definitely the best player on that team. And when you look at it, I think the biggest thing that you're going to get is – You mean best skill player or best player? He's the best player on that team. He's better than Zach Martin? Yes, he's he's, he's, he's the best DeMarcus, player on that DeMarcus team. DeMarcus Lawrence? Yes. No, he's not. Jeremy, put this in perspective. Are any of those players the best player at their position? Maybe Zach Martin. Ezekiel Elliott has a legitimate argument that he's clearly the best running back in the league. Like, you can, you look at it. Now, you can say, oh, he's a great offensive line. But in reality, he he's played uh, – he, so he, he had one year where he got uh, where he had the suspension, right? Mm-hmm. That The year that he had the suspension, he had he, – he led the league in rushing yards per game. And the other two seasons, he's led the league in rushing yards. So, I mean, like – I, I can't no, tell nothing, you nothing. Nothing to do with that offensive line. As I said, I, I said you can you can definitely say that part of that has to do with the offensive line. But what I'm telling you is that's still like if if, if it's me and I'm that dude, like I I can't tell you there's somebody that's definitively the best player in their position more than it's him. So, I mean, at, at the end of the day, I think he's the best player in the league or at the best player at his position on the team. And I think what you do is. You give him a contract that is very heavily incentivized. Um, I mean, I think that's the way that the the only way to reasonably handle the situation is to give him a contract to where he's not getting much of anything unless it's uh, you know unless it's performance based. Um, I would give him less guaranteed money than Ty Gurley. I give him similar to a Le'Veon Bell, but you gotta give him more because he's he's younger. But it would be something along those lines, um, just because I mean I I don't trust that guy guy as far as I can throw him, and I'm not that strong. So uh, that's that's definitely my opinion on him. Wait wait wait! You said you would give him Le'Veon more money than Le'Veon Bell? Absolutely. That's silly. First off, um, he is young. He's about to turn 24 next week or two weeks from now. 23 years old. Ezekiel Elliott starting to look a little pudgy to you? Like, uh, Ezekiel, it depends. Ezekiel, it depends on Ezekiel what... Elliott is already a high contact back. And he's already losing speed. Like, Ezekiel Elliott used to be a home run hitter. Ezekiel Elliott is a 20-yard max runner right now. That's no, what Ezekiel Elliott is. Stop he is. No, he's not. When, when, did you ever see, when have you seen Ezekiel Elliott pull away from anybody? He doesn't. He used to be a fast guy. Ezekiel Elliott is probably a 4'6", 4'7", guy right now. Like, Ezekiel Elliott is getting super slow. 
Jeremy, at the end of the day, Ezekiel Elliott is a phenomenal running back. I mean, like, you, you can say, oh, hey, he had, what, 1,700 yards rushing last year? Like, at, at the end of the day, you can say, oh, what what happened when it was part of his offensive line. And I would agree his offensive line is great. Actually, 1,434, still at the league in rushing. But what happened when Ezekiel Elliott got hurt? How did the team perform? Not very good. Who's their backup? I, I don't know who their backup was. Exactly. <laughs> but no, it was Alfred Morris. That's who it was. But with that with that being said, I still think you got to look at it and reasonably ask yourself the question of if Ezekiel Elliott wasn't on that team, how good would they be? And I don't think they'd be very good. So you got to give you got to give him the money that he rightfully deserves as being one of the best players at his position in the league. You just got to make a lot of it non-guaranteed. Quick question. So, let's say at the end of this year, you decide you want to cut bait with Ezekiel Elliott. How hard would it be to go in the first round and find another Ezekiel Elliott? Oh, very hard. No, it would not. It would not be. Jeremy, like, be... That's, that's an Ezekiel Elliott every year. No, it's not. Every, every year in Jer- the draft. Jeremy. Okay, all right, let's, let's go through the last few drafts. All right, so last year, Saquon Barkley. Is he as yes, good or not better? But, but as second pick okay. in the draft. All right, so, so, so you're going to have the second pick in the draft for you, the Cowboys? Probably not. But you, I, just, I just said in the first round. Like, the, the, okay, so who who else was drafted last year? Who are the other running backs? You, you got, tell me. got it was it was like, Darius Geis. Philip Lindsay. Philip Lindsay got made the made All Pro, and he was he got picked it, in the seventh round. Like, is he Ezekiel Elliott? He he had more like what do you have more yards per carry than Ezekiel Elliott? Like Ezekiel Elliott is good, but Ezekiel Elliott is not to me. He's not top five back in the league. He's just not. It's like just if you ask you, me right you're, now, you're super high on on your boy uh, Kamara. Like, well, I mean, there's the other four of the backs. So, so who, who else? Who else is better? Honestly, I'll be 100% honest with you. If you put David Johnson behind that Cowboys line, David Johnson would have 15, 16, 1700 yards. I mean, it's he's, he's running behind. I, I saw DeMarco Murray do this, do more than Ezekiel Elliott ever done, and DeMarco Murray has never been a top 10 back. Jeremy, DeMarco Murray went to the doggone t- Titans and rushed for 1500 yards two years later. Jerry, and what did, what did, what did uh, Derrick Henry do last year? Derrick Henry had one good game. He didn't get a thousand yards. All I'm gonna tell you is this: you got you got a lot of uh, Ezekiel Elliott. There's nothing he can't do. He's one. Of the, he's the best pass blocking running back in the league. He's not. He is. He's the best pass blocking running back in the league. He's the. He's one of the best hands in the league as as a, as a pure running back. There's nothing Ezekiel Elliott can't do. Best hands. He has some of the best hands of Jeremy. He's a. In a baseball, they call it a fall a five tool uh player. He's a five tool player when it comes to, to to football. There's nothing he really can't do. Have you ever seen Ezekiel Elliott line up outside and run a route? Yes. He won the game versus no. the Seahawks last year because he went outside on a route and beat the dude downfield and caught all the no, 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 pass. No, 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 no. They lost that game. They lost it. You know why? Because he stepped out of bounds because he didn't he didn't have any kind of field position on where he was. I think you remember that. No, wrong. I'm sorry. They it lost was, the game. It was, it, no, it was the Lions game. <laughs> it was the Lions game he caught that ball on. That's because they put a linebacker on him. At the end of the day, nobody put a linebacker on Alvin Kamara. Nobody put a linebacker on Ty Gurley. But nobody put really a linebacker on Levon Bell. You don't have to worry about any of those guys really throwing, running the ball off the gap as far as – like Kamara's, Kamara, he, he looked pretty good for his five-game stretch when he didn't have him. But then what happened? They had to rest him because it's a whole lot of workload. Like – that's that's Kamar, the, Kamar over the last two seasons, both of them he's led the league in, in uh yards after ta- after contact. But, but, but yeah, how long you know, can you do that though? Like if you okay. if you can do that for <laughs> you can do yards after contact, but if if 
I, every time I'm tired, you can pull me out, put Mark Ingram in, and Mark Ingram's going to get me these yards. Then, I mean, at the end of the day, what are we talking about? Yeah. At the end of the day, I would not give him an extension. I would continue to franchise him until he ran out of space. But, I mean, you can sign if you want to. The guy's getting fatter. He's getting slower. And I think he's probably going to start to have some injuries, considering that he's continuing to be a power back that has a lot of contact. He doesn't avoid a lot of contact. We'll see. All right, fellas, before we get up out of here, uh, let's let's go ahead and go over uh, let's go over your Wimbledon predictions. Um, I'm watching uh, Kyrgios and Nadal play right now. Nadal's upset. Um, still a tight match, but let's uh, let's get your first of all. Let's get your thoughts on uh, Coco Golf, and then let's get your Wimbledon, uh, Wimbledon prediction. And we're gonna let you guys get to your to your Fourth of July Fourth of July cookouts and start drinking and doing all that good stuff. So let's start with start with Jared. Well, you guys know, as a former college tennis player, I don't watch any tennis anymore. Um, but I've had to start watching. So I I heard about Corey Goff. She's from Atlanta. Um, I heard about Corey when she won the girls' 18 state tournament when she was 12. Um, and it wasn't really close. I, I want to say her final match was like two and two. And everybody was like, yeah, she's the truth, and she's going to be the next one. And um, she's proven everybody right. I mean, at the end of the day um, – you know, what she's done so far is what I expected her to do. She, the problem they have right now is Jennifer Capriati screwed her over. And people don't realize who Jennifer Capriati is or, or what's happened. Um, basically, what happened with Jennifer and w- with the case is Jennifer Capriati, after being this player for, you know, when she was 14, she made the semis of, of the woman at 91. And then eventually she got on drugs and ended up having to go to, through rehab and all this stuff. And so now the WTA is trying to protect players that, in my opinion, don't necessarily need to be protected. So there's a limit of how many WTA tournaments you can play until you turn um, 18. But they do so right now, protected. I think like, her Coco, limit she Coco can Golf play. Coco doesn't need to play a full schedule. Like, no reason for I'm schedule. not saying she needs to play a full schedule, but the, right now the, the the max tournament she can play is eight tournaments no, a year. it's 10 a year. Like eight. Is it 10 a year it's now? Year. No, I, I thought for I thought it was 16 and under was 10 a year. 15 and under was eight a year. So she's um, wherever her age is now, she can play ten. So that's basically roughly a term. Okay, so maybe she maybe it was when she was fourteen, it was eight, and she just it, either way, ten tournaments a year. That's less than one a month. Like you should be able to play at, at in my opinion, fourteen tournaments at least. But to be able to get your ranking, because here's the the problem. I think I think Coco has has a chance at Wimbledon to make the quarters, semis. I, I think she can make a run. But she's already played three rounds of qualities before she got here. And maybe that got her into a good rhythm so that she came out hot when she played Venus and looks like she's playing great tennis. But how how is that protecting a 14-year-old by saying, all right, now you got to play an extra three matches because you can't get your ranking high up enough because you can only play 10 tournaments a year. So um, that's a little tangent for me. I think from who's going to win the tournament, um, I'm still going to go with Serena. Um, I'm, I think I'm going to put money on it. She's 7-1 to one odds, I think, right now. Um, and there's nobody else in the women's game. I mean, Ashley Barty, I like her game, but she's not winning French and women in back-to-back. Like, I don't see that, uh, especially mm-hmm. a week and a half, two weeks apart. Um, and then you throw in on the men's side. If I had to pick somebody right now, I'd pick Djokovic. Uh, I watched the match yesterday versus Kula. Kula, I like, but that was – I mean, it, he had no chance. Um, I think Fed's got a legit shot. Uh, he, he just looked shaky first round. Um, and playing Djokovic, I mean, that's that's a, a handful. And you got to beat Nadal probably ahead of time if Nadal don't lose. So I, if you're Djokovic, you know, it used to be the big four, and it was Djokovic, Murray, 
Nadal and Fed all on different sides of the bracket, and they kept kept playing in the semis. So if he had a guy like a Murray on that side of the bracket that I, I would look at and say, oh, that's a tough match. But Team Murray lost. I, I don't think and, – and if I'm not mistaken, didn't Zer, uh, Zverev lose already as well? Um, yeah. yeah. He was so Joke – Djokovic doesn't have much on his side of the uh, of the draw. Fed still got to play in the down unless you know somebody takes him out. So I, if I'm putting my money on somebody, it's going to be on Djokovic and Serena. All right, JDZ, what you feeling, man? You know what? That was as chalk of a pick as you could make. Um, <laughs> congratulations on that. Serena's the eleventh. Uh, let's, 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 let's go. You know what? You know what? I'm I'm going to pick the Warriors again when you know two years ago. Anyway. Um, I'm actually going to go out on a limb and say my boy Nadal's going to win it. He's got a tough draw. Oh, they did not do him any favors. They didn't do him any, any favors. Um, honestly, he should have been the two seed. I don't know how they seeded Federer over Nadal, considering the last year Nadal went further than Federer, the year before he went further than Federer. And, um, but didn't they lose the same person last year? No, he lost to Djokovic in like a 16-14 in the fifth. I, was, um, I, I thought Djokovic beat Federer last year. Mm, I don't think so. I don't think Federer played him in the, in, in, inside of the quarterfinals. I don't think so. Uh, Federer, no. Federer lost to Kevin Anderson. Um, and then Djokovic destroyed Kevin Anderson in the finals. So I thought Nadal should have been, especially coming off of a major, he should have been seeded higher. Not only did they give him uh, uh, the three seed instead of what he should have been at a two seed, he gets Kyrgios in the second round. He gets Sanga, who's been playing well in the third round. And then he gets Chilich in the fourth round. So he's got – Chilich lost to that. Uh, Oh, did he? Oh, yeah. He lost to Sosa. Okay, so he's probably going to get Fognini. Um, over, <laughs> oh, overall, that's worse. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> overall, they I thought they gave him a, a, a rough draw, but I'm going to pick him to come out. Coco, Corey Goff, the truth. I called it before um, the match against Venus that she was going to win that match. Um, she, I said she was going to win yesterday. She's going to win tomorrow. She's at least going to be until the fourth round. Um, I'd love to see what she does after that. She got a little lucky from yesterday because um, she was going to have to play Madison Keys, who came out playing like uh, Red Hot Chili Peppers and lost. So she's going to get a pretty smooth draw, and I-, I think she can make a run. However, I looked up the odds just saying, man, let me see what the odds are on her. Man, maybe maybe she's 50-1, to 1 and I'll throw a little money on her. She's she's 8-1 to 1 odds right now. I said, what? She's got worse odds than Petra Kvitovic, who's won it twice. Who is the what's she the sixth seed? Yeah, because they don't. I saw her play today. They don't know how good she is. They think I mean she hasn't yeah. dropped the set yet, so they're saying she could. You know, they're not gonna move. They're not gonna lose the lose the house on Coco breezing through this tournament when every 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 match is straight. Yeah, but I mean her but, next match would be against the winner of Azarenka and Halep. I'm not I'm not picking her to win that match. Like, it's, why wouldn't you? <laughs> <laughs> have you seen her play? She don't yeah, miss. She plays like a. She plays like makes every return. She plays like a dude. She yeah, yeah. She has a. She has a big game. Yeah, yeah. She she actually like her forehand. The club. The racket speed on her forehand is is pretty impressive. Her backhand is probably a better stroke. So I mean, she's gonna be a force for years to come. Her and uh, uh, Anna Samova, um, who beat her a couple years ago when she was thirteen in the finals of Junior U.S. Open. Uh, and she's 17 and is really taken off. I think they're going to be the two rivals in this sport in probably three years. Um, but I'm looking forward to see what she's going to do. I'm going to go out on a limb and say Petra Kvitovic is going to win. I might put you know a little money on her 11 to 1 odds and, and see what happens. 
That's what's up. Well, oh, what what? I'd be remiss if I didn't bring up Sharapova retiring down five zero in the third set, and nobody <laughs> and nobody said anything. Can you imagine if nobody Serena, if Serena quits at five five love? Go out there and play the last four. Like that's ridiculous. And no, everybody just continues just to let Sharapova cheat, and you know, so horrible sportsmanship, terrible sportsmanship from, from Sharapova. Did, 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 you, did you see what the injury was? It was her left forearm. <laughs> If you're going to hit a slice back here for the last game. <laughs> yeah, ridiculous. But fellas, as always, enjoyed it. Listeners, we appreciate you guys tuning in to us. Uh, like we said before in the last pod, uh, we're going to go to uh, every other week. So we're going to drop, and then get, we'll be talking to you guys uh, in two weeks. So we appreciate you guys tuning in. Make sure you follow us on uh, all social media. Instagram, my handle is amibros underscore podcast. Make sure you leave us feedback, follow us, share us, do all that good stuff. Uh, and we out. Peace.